you're listening to Caddy Wampus. When I first went to a Hot Topic, they had Stanley Kubrick keychains. Just think about where they started for a second. Oh, yeah. When I, when I first... You mean back before it wasn't just a place I went to go get Nightmare Before Christmas themed socks? Even that is, seems beyond them now. The, the oh. first time I went to Hot Topic, I think I was actually kind of scared because I was little and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. This is damn it, It's the same as like when you see a tattoo parlor in a 90s movie. Or like in a kid, in a, I don't know. Go on. I don't know. Like in kids' films, like if you saw, I, I want to say they would show like a tattoo parlor and be like, "That's a bad place. Don't go there." I, I feel like your parents were showing you very specific films. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what movie you're referring to. You're I don't to... know. Oh, um, maybe I'm thinking of the. I think it was the anti-smoking commercial where it's like a kid getting a tattoo in a in a dungeon. Oh no! And he like it shows the tattoo artist and his teeth are like falling out of his face and he's just like, "You want a cigarette? <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> you don't want to sell me death sticks? Is his name like Sleaze Bagano or yeah, something, something like that? Like that. Yeah, Why does he actually bad. have a name? Is that from the it's script or is that everyone the in universe? Star Wars has a name? Everyone in Star Wars has a name. They all have a story. That's why. That's even the. Uh, malfunctioning droid that Luke doesn't buy has a R4-D5? Yeah. He was a Jedi. So is this extended universe what? or just like fan fiction? <laughs> did, you, did you not know that, Brian? That R4-D5 was a Jedi. He was Force-sensitive and he knew that Luke had an important <laughs> had an important future and that if he had picked him, it wouldn't be fulfilled. So says, he purposely... Says, who? says a book. It was a book. But that's not canon anymore. Not anymore, not but, anymore it was, but it was. It was for way too long. Fuck that book. It was canon before Disney bought Lucas. Yeah, so the droid, yeah. the droid used the force to kill himself mm-hmm. so that he would pick R2. This is real. This is 100% real. These are things real. that occurred. I wish I never This is this. what passed for Star Wars stories. It was back when, when Han and Leia's kids were Jason and Janna, but spelt in ways those names never would be. And uh, then their third kid was Anakin. And Chewbacca died by a moon crushing him. He did, which is a real badass way to go out, to be fair. Well, they killed him because it was books, and they were like, it's really hard to write Chewbacca. <laughs> How many different ways can you go? Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> said Chewbacca. Chewbacca stared pensively. <laughs> <laughs> he so, thought to himself. So somehow we need to get to an intro. And then I was about this, to, is, this is the intro. I was about to say, so anyways, happy holidays. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For Christmas, we read the uh, story of R4-D5. <laughs> so we watched today, everybody, we watched Home Alone. It was Christmas in July, as we all know. <laughs> we are people who are of age that Home Alone was part of our childhood, probably, most it is. It is a nostalgic yeah. piece of my childhood. I enjoyed it thoroughly as a child. Really? Yeah, I was a kid. I was stupid. I enjoyed lots of stupid shit. I didn't hate Home Alone. Rewatching is the family is definitely more evil than I thought they were. God, they're the worst they people in the world. But maybe, maybe that's just what '90s parents were. Maybe I don't know. I grew up huh. in the '90s. I don't recall anyone ever treating me like that. <laughs> you, don't, is... you don't have the internet to let all your rage out on. That's true. <laughs> you got to let it out on your kids. It's fun, but I don't like it. It's really cringy. When's the last time you saw it before today? God, I was probably like ten or twelve somewhere. Really? There. Do you like it more now or then? Oh, probably I liked it more now. But I still didn't like the cringy bits. I mean, what what gave yeah, you pause to cringe? Oh, what isn't there? Yeah, Corey, what about? offended you in this? Let's see what here. possible thing could have offended you in this movie? Well, okay, so we have like the anxiety-induced flashback of everybody telling Kevin 
that his name? Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister. Remembering how everybody just talks shit about him, but he's gotta he's gotta do his own thing. It, and then there's all the the not body horror because this is like a G or PG. It's movie, not body right? horror. No, that's the thing. But the thought of going, I thought of a nail going through my foot is just terrible. I don't think you know what that phrase means. Home Alone with a parasite. David Cronenberg's Home Alone. I I'm like into I, this idea. Now that I'm alone in the home, I am becoming the home. Just, and he wakes up and his hate is fused into the bedpost. I just don't get it. I just don't get why these robbers would keep trying to rob after their feet were torn that's to the shreds. Only, that's the only reason they, they picked that street, remember? Yeah, they picked that whole street because of that one house. They, they, they can't hawk. possibly they, go they anywhere else. They looted the whole place. They looted the whole neighborhood. Yeah, and, yeah, and they need this last house, this one last score. I, I do I did figure like what would this movie be like if they were the main characters? Would it be like Stanley Kubrick's The Killing? <laughs> it's like I just gotta like it's gonna rob this horse race. Yeah, just this one last thing and then we're one out. One last job and then Lloyd and whatever his name, Marv. Lloyd yeah. and Marv can can travel to Mexico together. It's like the end of Shawshank. It's like the whole first act is basically just uh showing us how shitty of a family Kevin has. Yeah, they're everybody, they're the, the parents, both of them, they're just completely detached from all their kids and nephews and nieces or whatever and then after they forget their kid because of what, what was it the wind so, storm? so, so it's a couple it? of things so so, so it's, it's there's some mitigating circumstances combined with poor parenting so first off they tell this seven-year-old you need to go pack your own suitcase and the idea that you would trust a seven-year-old to pack his own suitcase is the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my life then on top of that there is a power outage that makes them late because they slept in because all the phones and the um, well, the no, clocks. No phones. It, no phones. It was just their alarm clocks yeah. reset. Yeah. We were in the days before cellular technology. But also the phone lines were down or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the phone lines and ended up down. Then a neighborhood kid comes into the shuttle van. A shuttle van, the kid didn't even know. They The kids didn't even know. So they didn't even tell the kids how they were leaving until this very moment. And so then they rely on their daughter, an underaged person, to then keep account for 10 other children, which is, and there's six adults, and none of these adults can, can like, take a moment out to count for these children. So the daughter counts Ron while her brother tries to fuck her up on the count anyway, because the neighborhood kid is there. And so then the mom gets in and goes to her one daughter and goes, hey, you accounted for all the children, right? And she goes, yeah. And she lists off the number. And the mom is like, great, I need to do no checking on this. And then they leave. And at no point does she, through the car ride, the plane travel, and halfway to Paris, does she go, I wonder where my son is. <laughs> it's weird, I haven't seen him all day. And then it occurs to her finally. Her spidey senses tingle, something I forgot. On, on the airplane. It's as Kevin, <laughs> specifically Kevin. Something I forgot. Number one, is it the child? No. It, uh, no, I'm going to list through six other unimportant things before I get to my kid. Something I forgot. Was it my keys? Was it the lights? Was it the garage door? Was it the coffee? And then finally she's like, oh no, the flesh of my flesh is what I forgot. But it's directly to Kevin. Like She literally just goes straight to Kevin. It's not like she even looks at any of her kids while they're running through the airport or while no. they're on the buses. No. She just she, immediately knows she it knew. happens to be Kevin. <laughs> no, whereas the dad is just like, can't even be bothered. Yeah. Dad's just like, uh, yeah, we forgot something. Eh, fuck it, it's probably fine. It's fine, I forgot to close the garage door. Oh, that must be it, I just forgot to close the garage yeah, door. Yeah, we forgot our child in America. <laughs> we left him in a country. 
And so Kevin in, wakes in up. In Chicago, right? They're in Chicago. They're in the <laughs> suburbs of Chicago. And so in a million dollar home or millions of dollar home. Then somehow they're stranded and cannot get back, strangely, until magically they're back. And Kevin has to fend for himself. I'm not quite sure how he gets to the grocery store. I guess we're meant to think he walked to the grocery store. He walked everywhere. So I guess we're assuming that... Wherever this neighborhood is, it is adjacent to everything he could conceivably need. And he is comfortable walking. Total horseshit. In the yeah. middle, middle of the winter in right. Chicago. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's, a, it, it's in not that far of a he's, a walk, he's a walk away from the church, the store, the town square where they're ice yeah, skating. That, and that million dollar stretch of homes, those things aren't near anything. I mean, the first shot of the film where everybody's running around being the shittiest human beings imaginable... There's just one cop just standing in the middle of the foyer right near the front door going, hey, I would like to speak to a fucking adult while everyone in the world ignores him. Could he have not just robbed the house then? Probably. At that point, yes. He could have taken everything and been fine. But the movie would have only been five minutes long. He would have gone in. Nobody would have addressed him. So he just would have, okay, I'm just going to take some stuff. And then he leaves. And nobody notices because all the parents are upstairs doing their own thing. And the kids don't care. I see it now. He walks out of the front door. He's got the treasure in hand and his teeth glisten. Yeah. <laughs> Good news, Marv. I got all the treasure and I stole their pizza. I robbed everything and stole three children. They will never know. <laughs> Let's get to Mexico. It was weird, too, because that's also when we were introduced to who I believe was the worst character in the film. Kevin's uncle. Yeah. No, what was his name? Frank? Yeah. Frank. Frank. Fred. Yeah. Fuck that guy. What yeah. A, what a the, dick. The shittiest human being just imaginable. And that's saying something considering the entire house was filled with shitty human beings. Yeah. He's the worst of the worst. <laughs> he's the reason know? for it all. He, he kind of is because, one, so everyone just decides to take everything in their lives out on Kevin, a seven or eight-year-old child and then they allow their weird psychopathic his weird psychopathic brother who keeps a gun over his bed and keeps porn in a unlocked it's chest it's a trunk like he has a fucking like steamer trunk yeah he has a steamer just trunk just filled with firecrackers and porn it's, it's got explosives porn probably a widow from the 20s who the fuck knows there was some in junk there? food in there I think I saw a Twinkie yeah oh yeah real real serial killer behavior and then the uncle first of all takes the pizzas from this poor like teenage delivery guy and then it's like i don't live here i don't have to pay you i'm just taking your product and then and then he shoves himself back into i think his own child yeah i believe breaking his his nose because that's the sound effect that's his child that's his child right i would assume so so. yeah or or his nephew or whatever the fuck the child is younger than kevin like yeah it's kieran i think it's kieran culkin macaulay it's one of the culkins and then he stands up and starts screaming at kevin who basically assaulted his brother because his brother stole his food and then threatened to vomit on him. Like you do. <laughs> you know, because, you know, as we've established, the older brother's a goddamn psychopath. <laughs> You're mad that I stuff. ate this pizza? You can have it back, back right yeah. now. Unhinge my jaw like it's fucking Blade 2. <laughs> <laughs> This adult man decides to scream at, a, at an eight-year-old in front of his parents who do nothing. And then they kick him up to the attic because they kicked him out of his room. Because apparently his aunt and uncle need his room, which implies he has some kind of bed set up that, an, that a, a fully grown man and woman can sleep in. This fucking eight-year-old. I hated this movie. Hey, <laughs> what, what do these people do in Chicago to make this much bank, to have a family this big? That house is huge. 
What did you uh, say the wife did? Who, who? It, it I'm is, assuming it's, it's drugs. It's implied. implied. I, I don't know if she ever says it, but I'm a, it is really implied that she is a, some kind of fashion designer. And what is uh, the, what Based is the on all the mannequins, do? based on the clothes and everything. Um, okay. Let's, let's just say the dad works for the bank. Yeah. He works in sanitation. He is Mr. Businessman. <laughs> he works in sanitation, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> He he does the business at business. Well, so the business mom, business. The mom's on a business call at the beginning, but I can't remember. I don't know if you hear what she's talking about, or if it's, she's it's, just it's like, vague. "I'm on the phone, Kevin. Please stop." I'm on the phone with a client. <laughs> Maybe she runs a high-end escort service. Now, with, that with, would explain the bank with all the mannequins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's real disturbing. This movie just got weirder. This is getting dark. It's a disturbing film. I was disturbed. <laughs> Right? There's a psychotic old man who keeps staring oddly at him, only to find out that he's not a bad guy, so then he bludgeons the two criminals at the end with a big metal shovel. I, I, under, I understand the point of showing that Kevin's afraid of things, but they just kind of have this old man stand and do nothing and just look kind of weird. And then John Williams really hits at home with his yeah. score of like, he might as well be like, dun, dun, dun! Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand why at you. At any you did point, this. this old man could have just looked at him and been like, "Why do you keep screaming every time you yeah. look at Hello. me?" Hello, you <laughs> do, you do realize Wave. that I'm a human being with feelings. Please stop. Yeah. You're really hurting my feelings. <laughs> like my my own kids don't even talk yeah, to me. Why are you screaming at me? I think Act Two is probably the best act of the movie, though. Well, yeah, because I mean. Not oh, Act Two, not Act well, Three. No, Act Three. Act no, Three is, three is what I think what you meant. No, Act Three is the house invasion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, Act Two. So you were really—it's it's Kevin's development. You get to see him, you know, not try. You to were grow moved up. by his journey. You get to see him. No, but this you get the to most see him shopping, shoplifting. Yeah. Yes, yeah, shoplifting, shopping for groceries, escaping the police, um, applying, scaring the pizza guy cologne? with the machine gun sound. Yeah. yeah, watching film noir. I mean, yeah, but it's like, okay, I'm alone, and now I'm a little kid, and I've got to figure this out. And you see him figure it out, and it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Everything there kind of makes sense. Act three, though, oh my god. Like stepping on nails, stepping on broken ornaments, getting your head whacked by a, a, a hot iron. Oh, it's the best part of the cringe. movie. It is the best part of the film. Cringe. The best part of the film is when, that when is... Looney Tunes level violence happens. To yeah. it, doesn't, and... it doesn't fit in with the first two parts at all. I, I know no, not whole, at all. It's the whole thing of Home Alone, right? It, everybody talk, thinks about oh, Home Alone, the home invasion. Yeah. Well, I would also argue that it doesn't go far enough to really work, which I think is something the second one does well because the, when he takes out the crooks in the second film, the level of violence is like dialed to 11. It's yeah. so cartoonish. And I think like, yeah. it sells it way better than this film, which is, it's still like, it's not realistic, but it's like, it doesn't go far enough into the cartoony for you to be like, oh, this is amazing. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but when I was a kid, I kind of wanted to do all of that. Like, was her people? I just wanted, I wanted, I wanted. <laughs> what part of that did you want to do? I wanted people to break into my house so I could set up crazy traps and stuff. I, I wanted what? to Rube just, Goldberg murder it, people. As a kid, it looked real fun. How Okay, so how would you have done it? Tell me, Jigsaw, what, what's on your agenda yeah. today? What kind of game would you play? What's with on your mind? If you asked me like 15 years ago, I probably could have told you. Okay, right now, though. Okay, right now, your current house. If, I, if my house was broken into. Yeah, what would you do? Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> they won't help you. Police can't help you. Defend your own home. Stay tight. Canola oil on your spiral staircase. Stand your ground laws. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is a stand, ask, this is a stand your ground state. So you better get together some paint buckets. Ask them politely to leave. And, ask them and, politely and, to leave. Please, sir, don't take my things. Offer them a cold one. Yeah. Look, would you, would can, you like a beer instead? Sit down and tell me of your troubles. Sir. I'll make you a deal. You take my PlayStation. I'll give you a couple beers. Let's just call this right now, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not how that would actually work. Well, so yeah, mostly because know. during a home invasion, if they saw you were home, they'd probably just fucking leave. Yeah, they they want easy targets. That's the whole thing of home invasions. Like, you I think they you, want money, not a murder charge. The whole plan, the whole point is that nobody's home. They abandon that immediately and go, "Well, nobody's home." But if they are, I mean, we'll just fucking murder this kid with a crowbar, right? Oh, he. By the end of the film, before they were rendered unconscious. Joe Pesci is about to eat that kid's fucking face. Yeah, his finger is literally yeah. in his mouth. Yeah, they he, threaten to burn he, the skin of his face off, bludgeon his chest with a crowbar, and devour his fingers like he's fucking Werner like Herzog he and Jack Reacher. Yeah, he literally was about to eat his finger. Like, I... What? <laughs> and all because at the very beginning of their invasion, he shoots that one guy in the crotch with a BB gun, and it's just the other guy squaring the forehead with the BB gun. Which, by the way, if you've ever been shot in a sensitive area with a BB gun, I've not been shot in the crotch, but I've been shot in, like, the face. You, oh, it hurts. You're taking some minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> it you're hurts. certainly not like, I'll get up and go after that guy yeah. <laughs> unarmed. My first reaction was, if I was shot from a stranger, let alone someone I was... If I was invading a house, which I wouldn't. But if I was shot in a sensitive area by a BB gun, my first thought would not mm-hmm. be, I need to go kill that guy. And it'd be like, I- I'm going to go. This leave. hurts. <laughs> this really leave. hurts. <laughs> I need ibuprofen. Well, I still like, like, so they're hit like paint cans and they're sent down the stairs. And then at that point, I believe they run upstairs. He puts a tarantula on them. And, and, and then... One of them takes a crowbar to the other one's sternum. (laughs) Slams the shit out of him. Hardcore. Yeah. And then they fall. Like, you probably just jammed one of his ribs into his fucking lungs. And then, and it's the attic, too. So let's say they're on four four stories up trying to follow him on a zip line. He cuts it. So they drop four stories into a brick wall and at story two and then hit the hit the hard frozen snow of chicago and then they make it to the other house right yeah how are they still moving that other guy's feet were torn to shreds yeah the the tall guy's feet are tarred they're nailed they're filled with glass and plastic and then on top of that he has a concussion from the paint can the other guy's head has been burned and Iron. Both, both of them had burns on their head. Yeah, both of them. One had been burned with an iron, and one of them had, had their head set on fire. <laughs> by a flamethrower. Right. So Which, what's they the have purpose some... of that in the house, by the way? <laughs> Did anyone wonder, like, what were you using that for otherwise? Or maybe that's one of his stupid um, older brothers. Part of it's part of his shed that he's like, Mom, stay out of my shed. It's where I work. So y'all are in the making. It's easier than shoveling snow. That's that. That's my head cannon for why. That's your head cannon. See, in my head cannon, what I believe is happening is that I think his older brother. So I think what he did is he had to go back to his older brother's chest. Once he got past the porn, he found a manifesto. He moved that aside. Then he got the <laughs> flamethrower out and was like, "Oh, thank God!" Oh, Buzz there's a, a false bottom in this chest. And well, why are there nails and metal tubes? Yeah, <laughs> there's there's nails. There's tubes. There's some loose teeth, and you you're like, I don't know where he got these. Good there's thing a director's cut of this film we're missing. Well, maybe, maybe his that, uncle brought it back from Hanoi. Yeah, well, maybe, I was gonna say maybe, we don't know the dad's job. Maybe he's a flamethrowerist. Maybe he's a flamethrower. Flamethrowerist. A flame. Uh, I'm not even gonna. A pyrologist. <laughs> Those. There's no way. There's no way. What? There's, there's no way. He's a 
flamethrowerist. <laughs> really? You think that's, Are you sure? You, you think that stretches credulity? That's the thing we've said where you're like, I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. Job yeah. title, flamethrowerist. Gotta put a line in the sand somewhere. It's right here. So anyway, meanwhile, all of this is happening. So we have the parents who realize they've lost their child. They land in, in uh, Paris. And the mom, understandably so, finally doing her fucking job as a parent, is like, I have to get back. And the dad is like, well... I wouldn't worry too much about it. I'm going to head out to the hotel apartment or whatever. And the mom's like, all right, I guess I'll stay here and try and save our offspring, you sack of shit who I'm divorcing after this. She gets back to Scranton, Pennsylvania. And then John Candy, being the only decent real human being in the movie, right? after she barters and sells herself across the Atlantic, he's like, well, our flight got canceled, so we, we rented a van. And I uh, want to get in my weird van with my band. But they had like a Chicago. U-Haul, right? Like, yeah, and by well, it was van, a budget rental truck. It was a truck. budget rental truck that they were sitting in the back of. Yep. So she finally shows up and, and you know reunites with her son, and it's sort of heartwarming. And then the whole family shows up, and they're like, oh, yeah, we got a connecting flight. But it's like, where did the family come from? Because she went through all this effort to trade for tickets from this old couple, and then she gave them a bunch of jewelry. And all this other stuff. Oh, I think yeah. the point was is that it ultimately ended up taking her just as long to get home, whereas it would have had she just fucking waited for the flight. But I feel like that we're they missing were able a, to get we're missing a critical detail here. When a... did the dad decide, oh yeah, everybody is coming back to the States, and then somehow managed to skip all these huge cues? Because remember, the, her ticket out was basically, okay, you can be on standby, or you can, you know... And she ended up trading her ticket, and that's how she was able to get across the Atlantic ASAP. Mm-hmm. So in order for this timeline to make sense, basically, as soon as she left on that flight, and there's not a lot of flights from Paris to the U.S., vice versa, it's not like you have one every minute. Okay, there's there's small delays, 30 minutes, an hour, six hours. It depends on the time of year. It's right, Christmas, right, right. we'll assume there's a lot. Okay, but how did the whole family manage to get on another flight, then take a connecting flight over, which, quote-unquote, took just as long as driving from, what, Pennsylvania? To Chicago? Mm-hmm. To Chicago. So somehow that connecting flight took just as long as the drive. Okay, but they would have had to have gone to the airport and then gotten on a different flight or something. That doesn't make sense. They were either well, all on the same transatlantic flight. The dad just pulled out another flamethrower and said, hey, we're yeah. getting on this yeah. plane. The dad, the dad with his <laughs> exorbitant wealth bought an airliner or something. He literally um, bought a 737. And but just they stowed away here. in a cargo uh, container. Steve, I like how your point was. Well, the whole point, the metaphor, the message is she should have just waited. And I'm like, so the message is don't give a shit about your Yes, <laughs> I mean, I really feel like that was the whole message of this film. Like, who fucking cares about this, about your would stupid it, kids? And remember, this movie was released in 1990. Would it yeah. have been... Remember that date. Would it have been a more interesting movie if you only followed Kevin and never showed the parents until the very end when he's about to get killed by the bandits? And then the mom shows up to save him. I think so. I think that would be a better... Yeah. We, did, yeah, we, we yeah. don't need to see the rest of the family. This is all about Kevin, and he looks right at the camera. Every, every he breaks scene, the fourth wall multiple times. It's like anything. Like The more you show of something, the more you're opening yourself up to scrutiny. And so it's like, the more of the family you show... The more you're like, well, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. Like, 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 what are you doing? You know, like, and I think so if you had just had them lose him, like if the last time you saw them was Kevin, like on the plane and then no, she not, shows not up. Not even like just. Oh, yeah. And you cut even. everything not even you on the had plane. seen. Yeah. yeah. Just just have him wake up and be like, where the fuck's my family? And then they're just gone. 
Oh, just like he, The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah that, just like, that, uh, that, that's a good The Walking cut. Dead comic. <laughs> so the whole, the whole family's gone. Like, like he goes up to his room. days later. Yeah. yeah, he walks outside. There's no one left. There's cars strewn everywhere. Things Don't are on dead. fire. The helicopter inside. just falls out of the sky. <laughs> but then does he run into people infected with rage? And, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just like, oh God, I survived the snap. That's how you remake Home Alone. That's how you reboot it. It's a fucking <laughs> it, zombie apocalypse movie set at Christmas. <laughs> about a kid who wakes up and his whole family was outside and now he has to lock and barricade the doors because they're all zombies trying to get in while he's trying to learn the true meaning of Christmas. So I, so I told them we're making, caroling was stupid. So we're, yeah, so I don't want to go a-wassling. Santa, please help me. So Home Alone Z? Home Alone Z. Home Alones. Yeah, Home Alones. Home Alones. How many sequels are there to Home Alone? There's four, I uh, think. Three sequels. There's four so, total, right? Four total. Yeah. Is there I mean, five? Not that I know of, but I then know, again, I'm not I, up on my Home Alone lore. I know, I know three was in theaters. I think four was direct-to-DVD, and I think that was the end of it, but I'm probably wrong. I ask this question a lot, but does there need to be three sequels? And if so, which ones are actually worth watching? Two. One and two. Okay, so two is on par, would you say? There are, there are five, by the way. Wow. 2012, Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, ABC Family. The Holiday Heist. So ah. is this like live for your die hard? Can, we, can we pause the podcast and watch that real quick? No. I'd rather not. <laughs> All I don't. had to do was hear ABC Family to know yeah. I wasn't interested. What the Excuse fuck? me. Free no, uh, Home Alone 2, I think, is better than Home Alone 1. As a movie or just for uh, fun value? I'd, I'd have to rewatch it's it. It's easier but to, to me, watch, but it's not a better movie. Yeah. I, I just Every time I think of Home Alone, I think Home Alone 2 is the one I'm thinking of. Like, really? But he's not other, Home Alone. He's in a hotel in New York. Hotel Alone. Hotel oh. Alone. <laughs> He's, yeah. This is the hotel one. I might have seen this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember with the pigeon, anything about the it. The Trump Tower alone. The well, yeah, because Donald Trump has a cameo it, in That's because the he's staying at the Trump Tower. Ah, uh, yes. But it's not called that, is it? They were filming on his property, so was, I want to be in the movie. So I thought he, I thought, well, his stipulation <laughs> was always if you film on his property, he had to have a cameo. That sounds like a Trump thing, though. You're, you're on, you, you want to film a, a movie on my you know property? Oh, I, yeah, I'm fuck gonna, you, pay me. I'm going <laughs> to pay me a bunch of money and I'm going to put my face in your movie. Like, yeah, I can see that. You want your health care? Fuck you, pay me. Wait, wait, wait. So. How, what, not how are the bandits there? Why are the bandits there? I, I think it's just coincidence. They're out on. They're out. They're out of jail. Yeah, they're out of jail, and they're just looking at, for a new way to get rich quick. So they move don't to they New like York. In, don't they run into them like on the street, and they're just like, or the the bandits? Yeah, they see like him. run into him, and they're just like, "Are you fucking serious?" Yeah. And then I think they go after him. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna get that kid. This time he's dead." Okay, wow. So this one I learned some stuff in prison. I'm gonna show him. All <laughs> so of how this. do two convicts first of all serve such a short term and, and, and I'm assuming the distance between home alone. Bush is America, two. man. <laughs> no 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 home alone, home alone two, right? They they don't take place that far apart, right? Like how what's the distance? Two, two years. Two uh-huh. years. Okay, so yeah, you're telling yeah, me they yeah, only was got this yeah, before yeah. the the Clinton tough on crime laws? Yeah, this was ninety two. <laughs> yeah, this is all this is these two films both take place in the uh, H.W. Bush area. By the okay. way, we'll assume they just got out of jail. 18 months, good behavior. 18 months, good behavior for robbing a shit ton of houses and ruining them by clogging the plumbing and letting the sinks on. Which we, is we won't even get into the finer... Well, so the thing is, though, the, the cops pick them up at the old man's house. So I guess they don't get charged with attempted murder of a, of a child. And it's like never, the cops don't know that they tried to murder a child. I know, I it seems so. like nobody knows that 
Kevin did in any of yeah. that. Yeah. He doesn't tell his family. The bandits don't tell so him. So he wants to be a vigilante. That's why. Yeah, He's got to keep everything the begin- quiet. This is an origin story. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> they got brought down for a B and E. That's what, we've been over this. These were both prequels uh, okay. to the Saw films. So 18 yeah. months, then they decide to move from Chicago to New York, New York City, City, one of the most expensive places to live in the U.S. Well, they don't one move of. there. It's just a vacation. It's like it's they're going They have money for a vacation. Up, yeah. What? Kevin ends up on the wrong flight. If they have. Yes. They well, don't forget him and get him to the airport, and then he ends up on the wrong flight. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it does, because he's an idiot. Kevin? He's an I mean, idiot, and his family sucks. <laughs> Technically, it's impossible to get on the wrong flight. Well, now it Nowadays, is. Yeah, so this I don't, is, I don't this know is about... pre-9-11, Brian. That, that was actually no, quite I, possible. True. I flew a lot as a kid. I don't remember being able to get onto an airplane without a ticket. That's because you had responsible parents. It still happens today. <laughs> if you have a ticket with an airline and you go to the wrong gate, there's actually a chance you could end up getting on that flight. They've yeah. they got to scan you in, don't they? No, yeah, but, but I think in the movie, isn't it like a backpack switch or something? Well, like I... it, it's, it's, a, it's a misunderstanding and people switch backpacks and then somebody looks like his dad, but isn't his dad. They switch hats. They switch hats. <laughs> Basically. It's like strange. It's because it really on a train. It all comes down Chris Cross. Yeah. I feel like they were really stretching to try to make this first sequel work. I don't even want to know about the third and fourth. I've well, that's because they don't have anything to do the with the first two. Oh, and, and, and fifth, but I guess that's just unmentionable. Well, none of those films have anything to do with the original two. One and two are the only real canon. Okay, canon? Yeah, well, if you were to reboot <laughs> so it, you, you would ignore when three, you put four, a, and five. When you put together your wiki page for this... I won't that, be doing that. Yeah, your, your Wikipedia for Home Alone. Yeah. My, my Wikipedia? Yeah, your Wikipedia, and then... Um, you can describe what a flamethrower is. So be, there'll be two tabs. There'll be there'll be there'll be Kevin McAllister parentheses McCulkin, and then there'll be three, four, and five. And you have to flip between the two tabs. The way on Wikipedia for Star Wars, you have to do Legends or Current for the uh, Home Alone Extended Universe. The Home Alone Extended Universe. So we're gonna redo the Home Alone canon, but keep redo some, it like but keep like, some aspects. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So your reboot has to keep the first two, and you get McCulkin back, and he forgets his kid. I mean, this is basic, right? <laughs> oh my God. I would assume that he forgets his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, so you get Daphne Keene from Logan. Okay, okay. She's Macaulay Culkin's daughter, and he forgets her. But it has to be somewhere like polar opposite to the original so, one. So train, he lives in like train Palm station. Springs. So, so he, no, 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 no. He lives in the heart of Chicago. He runs a tenement building. But times are tough. Chicago is one of the most dangerous city in the world. It's real hard-boiled. It's real gritty. It's real... I feel like this ends with his daughter getting shot. No, 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 no. In, like, crossfire from a But she may or may not use a 9mm. No, and then Catherine O'Hara has died. And he's got to go back. And he basically can't afford to take her. And he's like, I have to trust you here. No one else lives here. You'll be fine. So he gives her supplies. I'll just be gone for two days. It's gonna be funny. He's desperate. He's hard on his luck. So milk, and then juice, people, and then and then yeah. fucking evil business developers show up to take over the tenement building because it's fucking po- it's fucking squatters' rights because Chicago is basically post-apocalyptic anyway. And Daphne Keene's like, "Nah, man, fuck you." And then it's it literally the end of the trailer is her is her cocking a shotgun as fucking Daniel Sturt's on the other side with Joe Pesci's son played by I don't know Miles Teller, and they're like on the other side and she cocks a shotgun. 
shotgun and he's like, do you hear that, Marv Jr. or whatever? <laughs> and she blows the door off the hinges and it crushes them. And it says, home alone. So the shrapnel from the door turn into home alone. Yeah, home alone. Yeah. All right, all right. Predators are the most dangerous game. Home uh, alone. Yeah. Who he, doesn't want to see the Who doesn't want to see the movie? I just. I, I like. I like to live by this philosophy. Of some things are best left untouched. Moving she on. opens. She opens a trunk and she picks oh, up. Oh, I like she this. picks up. She picks up the the, the, the shotgun and the flamethrower and she goes, "These were my uncles. <laughs> she goes, These were my uncles." Montage of her fucking black electrically taping them together. I'm and she sold. goes down a corridor like it's fucking like the raid, <laughs> burning criminals alive. So if you're gonna do it, so Daniel Stern. So we need a veteran but younger improv actor who's really you know comedic improv actor. And then so Joe Pesci. So we need like a, a hard. So boy we got. Or, so we get adam scott adam scott or yeah adam <laughs> scott okay or a bill hater maybe yes we get it we get a bill hater adam scott and then we get like you get danny devito okay. so you got you got filthy frank and, and here's, here's 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 what's gonna make this movie <laughs> you great whore. Ju- just like with the first time you alone, burned my face off <laughs> just like with the first time alone we're gonna uh-huh. make this movie actually work with a great score so i'm gonna call hans zimmer so we get a couple extra minutes for that bonus scene we have to include because there's mm-hmm. a sequel in an extended universe. Oh, yeah, what's the sequel to our reboot? What's our Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? I didn't to think that far ahead, David. <laughs> oh, okay, well, we got to pitch it down in the room. Okay, so. Is it, is it her dealing with the fact that she just killed people? So, she's burned down the tenement building. She's she's in a juvenile detention center because they're dead. Okay. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. And um, uh, Macaulay's visiting her every week, and he's like, trying to get you a real lawyer. We're working on your defense. We're going to get you out of here. I promise. And then two new guards start, and they are are the spouses of oh. the, the criminals from the first one. So it'll be, since what we were doing, we're going to do Bill Hader and Danny DeVito. Are we really stick with Danny DeVito? Yeah. Danny DeVito. Okay, yeah. Ba- okay, Bill Hader and Danny DeVito. Okay, so Bill Hader's spouse, obviously Kristen Wiig. And then... <laughs> And then we'll get for Danny DeVito. We just have his actual wife. We get Rhea Perlman to come out Maybe. of retirement. Maybe. Oh, but she's retired. So let's see. Mary Steenburgen. Oh, okay. Mary okay. Steenburgen and Kristen Wiig join as guards. And they're like, we're going to fuck you up, little girl. And she's like, "I." The, so the new home alone is the prison. And she was like, I take over this prison. And she sets a series of traps. And she runs a fucking prison riot. And then it ends with her on a beach in Mexico like the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's home alone. <laughs> Colon. The Home Alone Redemption. <laughs> you really want to? Home Alone 2021. Well, no, we've I, gotta, I have a better we idea. gotta stick with the original theme. So it's Home Alone. So we had Home Alone Lost 2 Lost in, in New York. <laughs> yeah, Home Alone 2 Lost in the Prison Industrial Complex. Yeah, Lost in the oh, System. Oh, that's... Home Alone 2 Lost in the System. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, there you go. <laughs> I was gonna say Lost in Cell Block A or something. Lost. But... In cell block. Lost. Oh, the McAllister in Cell Block D. <laughs> And then we can call it there, right? But no, we guys, we know Home this is going to work. Okay. Home, Home Alone 3 is going to get called. It's even, a trilogy. Everybody wants trilogies. So Home Alone 2 breaks Macaulay, even. I know you it have connections. Even at the box call office. us. We've got yeah. this. But Hollywood's sure we can make this work on the third try. So we're going to bring in a whole new cast. No, 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 no. We got to go back. You have to go back on the third. You have to go back to the beginning. We got to go, go we, back to where it started. We got to do a prequel? Or are we going to so do like So she's come parallel? back from Mexico. She has a new identity. Macaulay Culkin has died. She's come back for the funeral. 
she returns to her ancestral home. But she, she never knew it. You know, she right, grew up she in this tenement know. building. So she so she returns to the ancestral home where it started. The granddaughter of the neighbor, <laughs> the granddaughter Christ. of the neighbor, who's now an older woman, she has her own family. She takes her in and is like, I remember your I remember your father. Oh, he was so sweet and innocent and he stopped those robbers with my grandfather. <laughs> and so then who comes a calling? The children of Bill Hader, Kristen Wick, because obviously she murders Kristen Wick and marries Steve. Obviously. Virgin. So who shows up? So Bill Hader and Kristen Wick's kid is going to be uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, and her partner in crime is Danny DeVito and Mary Steen Virgin's kid, who's going to be a little older. So let's say, um, you know what? You know, let's just go for it. Let's say Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Glenn Howard in. Fuck it. Why not? And he's holding, he's hanging out with this like teenage girl, and it's weird, but it's kind of, you're like, okay, whatever. I don't know what's like, going well, on I'm here. Just makes sense it's fine yeah they're all they're in a murder pact because they've got to kill this little girl now but, but here's the thing they're in the ancestral home she's on the other fucking side now she has to break in and they've set the traps Ooh, ooh. and she gets past all of them and murders them and then yeah and then the whole house the, the end of the film has to just be the house burns down with all of them inside thus breaking oh yeah, yeah yeah it's the the house is burning down and she has a paint can and she lifts it up over over Chloe Grace Moretz's head, and she's and she's like, "Please don't." She goes, "I I don't know how else to live but alone." Crash. <laughs> she she lays off. She falls off to the side and lays next to the bludgeoned body of Chloe Grace Moretz. Glenn Howerton's body's already burned, <laughs> and it's just it's just smoking in the room. And she takes she takes a piece of cheese pizza and she she stuffs it into her mouth and looks up to camera and goes. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. <laughs> we are going to win so many Saturn awards for this film. Oh my God. We will be nominated <laughs> for many things. franchise. <laughs> Spinoff video game. Episodic mobile game. Um, we'll Home get... Alone Immortal. I'm sure Tencent can help with that. <laughs> Home Alone 76. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what you guys don't have parents that are at home? Yeah, you guys don't want <laughs> don't a persistent world home alone game. <laughs> don't you want your home alone game well, to be I mean, persistent? Actually, you could make a mobile home alone game. It's just a tower defense game. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. You know what? But while we're at it, we can make that, that into that a Dota mod. Isn't that? Isn't that uh, what, what's that game where you're like a, checking out your neighbor's house? Um, zombies hello, ate my neighbors? Hello, no. neighbor. Hello, hello, neighbor. Hello, neighbor. Is this just a it, we, this game or when you just stalk no, no, your no, neighbors? This, this, you this is about? actually a game called this Hello, Neighbor. This is my neighbor. favorite game. It's where I look in their windows no. when they don't know. Yeah. I look in their window and no, I do a, things it's to a game, It's a game called Hello, Neighbor where you yeah. are supposed to like go... What, you have a creepy next door neighbor, so you go snoop through his house yeah, and see you, why he's creepy. You play as a little kid who sneaks into his house. It's Rear Window, the game? Uh, what? What? Have you never seen the Hitchcock classic Rear Window? No. No. Oh, it's really exactly good. what it sounds like. Well, it sounds like I need to see it. But yeah, yeah it's great. It's great. <laughs> I have see, no joke you here. Said you, said, yeah, you said Hitchcock. You said Hitchcock. You said Hitchcock. I got sold. Yeah, it's, it's really that good. easy with me. It's uh, really good. I love Hitchcock. So, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Stewart is pretty great. Did know. you did you play Hello Neighbor though? No, I've seen uh, I've seen some people playing it on Twitch. The thing is, the reviews are really mixed because the game is filled with bugs. And okay, bugs happen, right? But in all games, I think we can agree: too many bugs, too frequently happening, it, it doesn't make for a good play experience, guys. Like everybody knows that games are glitchy. It's software. You're gonna have bugs. 
clearly <clears throat> just don't. Yeah, you just don't appreciate Bethesda's game, style of building games, which is yeah, it's never a, run a debugger because that seems to be their SOP. They're they're real laissez-faire developers. Yeah, we compiled it once and it actually compiled. So this is what we're publishing, yeah, this guys. One, <laughs> this particular build runs. At Ignore least the thirteen thousand errors and the seven hundred warnings. We're publishing this because it actually compiled. We have a binary. It's called Fallout76.exe, and we're pushing this to the store now. <clears throat> did they yeah. make a Home Alone game? I feel yes. like they, Super, yes. Super I think Nintendo. They did. There absolutely yes. were Home they Alone games on the uh, Super Nintendo. And I tried to play them, and they were god-awful. I can't even... I think I, the first one was actually on the NES, and then Home Alone 2 got one for the Super Nintendo. I'm just trying to I, think of what you even did. Because I, I know I played... It was I like played. a side-scroller. Dude, it was a side-scroller. It was the same thing that every... Yeah. Like, it, was, it was Robocop versus Terminator, but with Home Alone sprites. I mean, yeah, that it was, was like a, about... Every single game or movie that came out had a movie or had a game tie in it. It was always the same side scroller. I bet it was made where by... Where you jump over or on top of rats and use a slingshot. Like... Yeah, and I bet it was made by the same company that did all the Spider-Man games and the, there was some other... Which Spider-Man game are you thinking of? Maximum Carnage? Because that one was actually oh, okay. Oh, shit. Who do you think made the NES Home Alone game? I actually, if I recall correctly, I think it was somebody big. It's somebody big. Bethesda. Yeah. What? Yeah, it it's was Bethesda. Bethesda. I was kidding. I'm 100% not fucking with you. Bethesda I, made Bethesda? the NES game. This Lol. explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda made the NES game. Guys, we went back too far. We're oh, in too deep. I wish I didn't know this. <laughs> We're in too fucking deep. Oh, man. Uh, How do we get out? No, David, it wasn't put your phone down. Game. Get out of the interweb. It's going to pull you in. It's weird. Todd it's, Howard produced it's it. It's weird. I kept I kept clicking on Wikipedia, then I pulled a gun out on my stomach and put it to my head and went, all hail the new flesh. Yeah, he was just like, you no, know, Wikipedia <laughs> just showed up and was just like, hey, I need three dollars from you. I really wish we hadn't researched that. You wish you didn't know there was a Home Alone video game? Yeah. Made by Bethesda. I mean, I knew there that, was one. I already knew. But like, I remember. What if it was like Skyrim, but with Kevin? What if Would you play it? I, Guys, it's like Skyrim <laughs> with Kevin. Marv. Marv, I took a pinky into the knee. <laughs> anyway, I've been David. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Corey. And I'm Steve. <sighs> <laughs> Let's watch Home Alone uh, 2. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy August. <laughs> Enjoy your summer. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Have a great summer. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at caddywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly.